This is Glenn Hauser with World of Radio 2224. World of Radio is a listener-supported public service program about communications around the world, above all shortwave. On this edition, recorded January 4th, 2024, Andorra, Antarctica, Brazil, Canada, Cuba, Curaçao, Czechia, Denmark, Germany, Israel, Japan, Korea, North and South, Luxembourg, Mexico, North America, Norway, Oklahoma, Spain, UK, USA, SWL Fest, and the Propagation Outlook. Standard Disclaimer. That special broadcast we mentioned last week of Radio Andorra via Armenia for New Year's Eve on 7540 from 20 to 24 UT was widely heard, but there was some interference from slightly off-frequency signal at least between 21 and 2130. It's noted by myself and Wolfgang Buschel. He says he measured it on 7539.943, typical of the offset of the Tashkent-Uzbekistan transmitter although it was not on the schedule, but it was monitored by USAGM. LRA 36, Radio Nacional, Arcángel San Gabriel, and Esperanza Base Antarctica, continues to be heard as far as the U.S. and Canada direct, for its Saturday broadcasts at least, on 15475.98, reduced carrier USB. It was probably on the air as usual by 18 UT on Saturday, December 30th, although on that occasion I did not tune in until midnight, 12 UT, Sunday, December 31st, via remote in Argentina, which, of course, always hears it better. And at that very time, they said, a partir de este momento, after some fast Morse code, as if they were signing on, otherwise repeating at least the first part of the original broadcast. Six hours later, old Salmoni, who hears it direct in British Columbia, says it went off in mid-sentence at 0206. Ron Howard says the power is 300 watts with a rhombic antenna, according to what they told Ralph Perry. I guess it's aimed north-ish, so we get some gain out of that. But there's been a lot of discussion about whether it's really only 300 watts. Some listeners find it hard to believe the signal they're getting well in North America is so low-powered still, as they were going to get a much higher-powered transmitter. And earlier there were reports of their testing something higher-powered, than the low-powered transmitter. Our Manuel Mendez in Spain says, I have contacted Juan Benavente, coordinator of LRA 36, via WhatsApp about the power issue, and his reply is that they have never used 10 kilowatts. That transmitter is not yet in their possession. We never tested the 10-kilowatt transmitter because we don't have it. The previous 10-kilowatt unit stopped working in about 2013. The new 10 kilowatt will be operational sometime well into 2024. We were hoping that Brazil's high-power transmitter on 11780, Radio Nacional da Amazonia, would stay on the air at least until local midnight New Year's Eve, 0300 UT, but it was already off when I tuned in at 0230, depriving us of any ZY-NY celebrations. There are only a few other Brazilians left on shortwave, but propagation was disturbed, and even they were inadequate for that occasion, even if they were on the air. Radio Voz Missionaria, for instance, on 9665 variable and 11750 variable. Anyhow, on January 2nd at 2303, I found their third frequency, 
on 5940.150, which less splatter than usual from WWCR 5935, but beware, it can also put out a spur around 5940.2. The best heard one on 60 meters, Radio Club du Parra 4885, was still off the air as of January 4th. We were hoping that was only for some holidays, but it may be forever, who knows. Tony Pavick of Pop Shop Radio in British Columbia, Canada non, was planning a special New Year's broadcast via Channel 292 in Germany. However, it's off the air. We'll have more about that later. He says, in the meantime, Pop Shop Radio continues on WRMI, UT Mondays at 0200 on 5950. Gerald T. Pollard forwards news from cbc.ca December 29th that CBC Television has canceled a New Year's Eve broadcast special due to financial pressures. Instead, they were going to air some recorded comedy programs, but with no countdowns. Tony Pavick replies, Unbelievable. New Year's Eve programming had been on the books for months with acts and venues all lined up. Remarkable about CBC, at least on the radio side, and especially Radio 1, is that they have cash for totally ridiculous and totally unfunny comedy shows, as well as pop culture shows. We as Canadians deserve better. Richard Langley replies from New Brunswick, There was still enough money for the French side of CBC or Radio-Canada to broadcast the annual Bye Bye Grand Spectacle. Something's very wrong at Radio Vanacuba. January 2nd at 2315, I could not find them on any shortwave frequency in the 15, 13, 11, 9, or 6 megahertz bands. Not even 15, 230, or 11, 760. Although the China relays were still going on 13, 650, and 5990. However, at other times, one might still find Havana on one or two frequencies, in all probability with bad modulation, if any. An Esperanto half-hour is scheduled on Sundays from RHC. However, Jean-Michel Aubier in France was surprised to hear it on Monday, January 1st at 2135 on 11760. Terry Kruger in the Florida Panhandle says, I miss the 40 to 50 daytime audible Cuban stations from my former Clearwater, Florida location. But one of the best signals at nearly local level along the 640 Progreso is 670 Radio Rebelde in Arroyo Arenas, as heard December 30th at 18 UT, when there's the Noticiero Nacional de Radio, a 30-minute news feed some networks and provincial stations pick up at 1 p.m. local time. It's still there, he says, with Rebelde dumping out of network programming into the Noticiero theme at 1800. But these national nets do not pick up the Noticiero Nacional, Progreso, Musical, Enciclopedia, Taino and Reroll. On very rare occasions, this newscast has been extending up to 60 minutes. On the FB group I Love AM Radio, December 26th, Richinal Velasquez reports, as quoted in IRCADX Monitor. Sad news in the Dutch Caribbean. Longtime broadcaster from Curaçao, Z86 on 860, formerly known as Curam, operated by Curam Broadcasting Corporation, ceased operations Friday, December 22nd, due to a court ruling declaring the corporation bankrupt one of the oldest commercial stations since 1933, broadcasting for 90 years. With this departure, there are almost no AM stations left in the Dutch Caribbean, except TWR Bonaire 800. Via Geiger Powell in Austria, in the British DX Club, this from Radio Prague, their English website, their 2024 QSL card series will be musical and digital. 
they say they have kept up the decades-long tradition of QSL cards, and every year creating a new series to send to listeners. This year, there will be something new. In addition to traditional printed versions, we also start producing and sending digital QSL cards. 2024 is the year of Czech music, so that's the theme for the QSL card series. A different graphic design every quarter. Images of the most famous Czech classical music names, Dvorak, Smetana, Janacek, and Destinova. These digital QSL cards, and I guess they mean eQSLs, will be sent only for reports received by email or via their web form. It's at english.radio.cz slant reception hyphen report. I never get any long-wave broadcast reception from Europe direct to Oklahoma. So I was listening via the remote in Holland, December 31st, to 243 kilohertz, the final few minutes on the air from Denmark Radio. As had been widely publicized, Idun Ritz, the medium-wave info person in Denmark, says, Long-wave enthusiasts who listen to the transmitter can thank the 14-year-old German school student Robin Eichelbaum for putting a dignified end to the signal when it's turned off December 31st, according to Nordvest News. When Robin Eichelbaum heard about the closure, he contacted DR with a warm tribute to the station, which he's faithfully listened to for a number of years. The request made such a big impression on DR that it was decided to say goodbye gracefully in the form of a special afternoon broadcast on 243 kHz. This was followed at 17 UT by Queen Margrethe II, who announced her decision to abdicate the throne. He would step down on January 14th. Richard Langley says, so not just the long-wave transmitter was retiring. After that, the broadcast continued with some variations on the interval signal until it was finally switched off forever at 17.35.45, according to timing by Harold Kuhl in Germany. Tony Pavick of Pop Shop Radio in Canada says, I received this email from Reiner at Channel 292 in Germany. Good morning. Yesterday, working on the antenna, I broke a leg and was rushed to the hospital for an emergency operation. Another one to follow. I have to stay there for about one week. We'll be off the air during this time. Sorry. Affecting all programming from at least January 1st to 7th. You can see silence, of course, 6070 and 9670. Paul Watson reports to the British DS Club that the Dutch pirate Dell Tracks was heard playing music on the channel 292 frequency while it's off the air, 6070. John Filiozzi says, tuning around my internet radio, I came across a one-hour program playing various movie and theater music soundtracks from WDR4, one of Germany's excellent public radio stations. It streams live on Thursdays at 20 to 21 UT. www.figure1.wdr.de Kevin Cousins, ODXA, says, these programs are archived online for one year each at the same website. And there's an internet radio station with a channel called Movie Soundtrack Hits that plays nothing but songs from movies. It's called 1.fm. That is figure1.fm. Some other one-hour movie music shows I always try to hear include The Score, originating at KQAC in Portland, Oregon, but carried on many other stations. Real Music, that's R-E-E-L, originating or produced in North Carolina and Arizona, but heard on KUCO in Oklahoma. And Film at 5 on WCLV Cleveland, that is, 5 p.m. Saturdays Eastern Time. Via Steve Wood in the Midway Circle on January 1st, from the Facebook page, Costa Constantinides in Cyprus, 
says that Israel's Galeid Sahal is back on the air. 1287 kilohertz medium wave. So soon confirmed by Zacharias Youngus in Greece. 1287 Israel. That would be news to KBOH, the defunct voice of hope in California, which took over the Galeid Sahal frequency 1287 and I think the same transmitter some years ago. And in fact, their homepage is all about it as part of their support for Israel, www.voiceofhope.com. But it seems that Galeid Sahal has reclaimed that transmitter and frequency. It also has an FM network and 945 medium wave in parallel. In case it's not clear, Galeid Sahal is the station of the Israeli Defense Forces. And I bet I know why they came back. Mike Cooper forwards news, December 31st from Gigi Press in Tokyo. Shortwave radio for Japanese abductees faces crisis. That is the Shokaze shortwave service, because it will be unable to counter jamming by Pyongyang during facility renewal at work in fiscal 2024. That is, it will be able to use only one transmitter instead of two, as if that made a great difference. NHK, which uses the KDDI station for overseas radio, said work related to the transmitters will last up to 10 months from the second half of fiscal 2024. But Ron Howard in California replies, Contrary to that article, based upon my frequent monitoring of Shokaze or Seabreeze during the 13 to 14 UT time period, I found that after May 2022, all North Korean jamming ended against Shokaze during that hour. Ming has not been heard since then. It should be noted that Shokaze makes poor frequency assignments, landing on frequencies that already have a station on frequency, or which is already jammed against some other station perhaps causing confusion that the jamming is against Shokaze. Hiroshi in Japan, who monitors Shokaze on a daily basis, has also observed this lack of jamming during 13 to 14 UT. From Hiroshi's blog via Gavin Waters in Victoria, current frequencies are at 13 to 14, 5930 and 7335. Repeat at 16 to 17 UT, not sure about jamming then, 6135 and 7320. Korean and Japanese except Wednesday in English. Via kilohertz, megahertz, and gigantic hertz, World of Radio 2224. Our thanks this week for financial support from Chris Krug in Tulsa, who sent a donation via PayPal to WORADIO at yahoo.com. One may also contribute by money order or check on a U.S. bank to Glenn Hauser, P.O. Box 1684, ENID OK 73702. As mentioned last week, KBS World Radio South Korea was changing the time of an English broadcast as of January 1st, starting at 11 UT on 9570. But Joe Hannon in New Jersey checked for it and was hearing nothing but KNLS Alaska in Russian. Then Jean-Michel Aubier in France found on their website a correction or update to the timing for this broadcast, 10 to 11 UT instead of 11 to 12. Mike Terry forwards a story titled Radio Luxembourg, the station that changed our world. In collaboration with partners using digital media, the Center for Contemporary and Digital History announced its newest research project on Radio Luxembourg on its 100th birthday this year. Examining the broadcaster's history, the online platform radio.lu analyzes the history of the station using oral history. January 3rd at 0711, I tuned to medium wave 660 and hearing the song Gloria in English, which I had not heard for a long time, and followed by more songs in English, can't help falling in love with you and killing me softly. However, in between, there were IDs in Spanish, as esto es, a veces deportes, 
Well, this was hardly sports in Spanish, despite the branding. The IRCA Mexican log shows the only Mexican on 660 by that name is XEFZ in Monterrey, Nuevo León. Terry Kruger in Florida says on 1060, XERDO, La Raza, Matamoros, Tamaulipas, is still active. Heard December 31st at 0240 with Latin American ballots and IDs as La Raza, 1060. Full ID at 0304. December 29th at 1530, I had some barely audible music on the strange frequency, 11514.9. What could it be? Lucas Bandura soon replies, it's the Arizona Pirate, Hikari FM. Moved from 11289.4. Since then, we've heard it at many other times, both day and night. It seems to be on the air long hours. Measured on 11514.903, January 2nd at 17.03. There was some vocal music, perhaps in Japanese, but an announcement in English at 1829. That's the pirate, supposedly in Arizona, although he once claimed to be across the border in Sonora. True or not, that might discourage the FCC from seeking him. Rick Martin in Arizona continues to post almost daily monitoring of the Antichrist pirate station YHWH on 7475. On January 1st, UT, he says it was in progress at tune-in 0130. Early for this operator, with his familiar lecture, a strong signal, and he went off at 0212, before he usually even begins his evening transmissions, but on this occasion, he must have had New Year's plans. Says another of his regular listeners, Walt Samaniv in B.C. From Sven Martinson in January, medium wave news. Surprise, surprise, from Norway. We can report that Radio Northern Star is back on 1611 and 5895 kilohertz, thanks to our new technician. Since the regular internet connection is down due to construction work on the broadcast site, the solution was mobile streaming. have also improved the sound settings on 1611, should therefore sound better. We expect more downtime, but we'll try to be back. There's another program with ambient space music, like Music from the Hearts of Space, this one is called Beyond the Barrier. I ran across it on KUCO 90.1 in Oklahoma early Saturday, December 30th, running two hours before and after 07 UT, even though on their program schedule it's supposed to be at 12 to 13 UT on Saturdays. I wonder if their automation was all out of order. Anyhow, there's more about it at beyondthebarrier.net, all one word to the token English semi-hour from Spanish National Radio on 9690, Friday, December 29th, after 23 UT. Chris Campbell in Ohio and I heard Justin Coe announce he is retiring from SNR after more than 33 years. Besides the external service, he's had programs on several domestic RNE networks. He said he appreciates his colleagues, management, and unions, and especially listener Alan Rowe for program publicity and the external service there has shrunk to only 12 people covering all the foreign languages. But English will continue with Amy Egan and Marilyn Quintana. Spain was one station we could still hear celebrating the arrival of the new year. They stayed on the air later than their usual 23 UT sign-off on December 31st, with huge excitement, live from a domestic network, no doubt, as the bells rang at midnight. One hour later, approaching midnight GMT, we made the mistake of listening to BBC via Philippines on 11825. Yes, we heard Big Ben start to toll just before the top of the hour, 
till USAGM cut it off right at midnight before the full toll could be heard. Richard Langley was listening to BBC Radio 4 Longwave 198 kilohertz via remote in Holland just before 2024 and ran across a program of interest called But First This about the jobs of Radio 4 continuity announcers behind the scenes look into radio continuity. It's available, of course, on demand from the BBC Radio 4 website. The title again, But First This. Speaking of which, Mike Terry forwards news about a campaign to keep Longwave. This is a critical year for Longwave broadcasting in the UK. 90 years of transmissions from Droitwich, but BBC plans to shut this historic transmitter down. So a campaign to keep Longwave is underway. The details are at www.keeplongwave.co.uk. Petition had already been signed by nearly 2,500 people. The new issue, number 10 of Experimental Radio by Ben Cobb, has lots of news about HF shortwave stations. The FCC has renewed the license of Rurus Sound Inc. for operations from 13 locations in California, Oregon, and Washington State. The call sign W02XDN. These are in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, 30, 35, 43, and 47 megahertz bands. It's a stealth mode company seeks to build a pervasive fabric of connected machines and proposes not to ID. It did not receive a single complaint about its operations under a previous call, WI2XCO. That is because no one could tell what it was. 3DB Communication renewed WI2XXG, Maple Park, Illinois, and Johnsonburg, New Jersey in 25 bands between 4.4 and 25 megahertz at 100 kilowatts ERP. Despite some objections, FCC renewed Toggle's license for two years on numerous HF bands from New York, Illinois, and Washington State. WI2XAJ in Elburn, Illinois is one of them. A new player on the HF trading scene is Altitude Line Inc., or Outline, of Dover, Delaware. It's been assigned WO2XCQ for market trials in the 7, 10, 14, and 18 megahertz bands from two sites in Illinois. Cornell University operates WK2XZJ for studies of ionospheric wave propagation and impacts on defense and civilian systems at 2.9 and 3.4 megahertz with 5 to 7.5 watts ERP from three sites in Alaska, including the former Harp Station. Alan Rose says Saturday, 30 December from 1930, I'm enjoying a program of opera music from VOA's Korean service on 7465 via Philippines including music from Tosca and Madame Butterfly. Tony Pavick says, according to their website, it's a general weekend show called VOA Weekend. Alan Rowe looks further and says it's part one of VOA's Sunday morning broadcast. It seems that on Sundays, VOA Weekend airs at 19 to 21 UT Saturdays on 7465, 9575, and 9800, generally containing classical or opera music for the first hour, and in the second hour, either continuing that or playing Western pop. Look for Sunday morning parts one and two on their website. Listen again. Live surprise, World of Radio has appeared on a German shortwave station. That is shortwave radio from Vincent, Germany, on 3975. Leslie Ellingworth in UK heard it Saturday, December 30th at 1830. But it may repeat every day at different times. On Sunday, December 31st, Saharis Youngest in Greece heard us on the same frequency at 2220 and 2245. 
Andy, the engineer, told Kari Kalio in Finland, we'd like to continue to carry Glenn's show. We were just trying it this day. There are repeats during the week. But there might be problems. We have to leave the air due to a severe flood at the River Aller. And our electricity might be cut off for security reasons. With the world of radio change at WRMI, the UT Thursday 0130 broadcast on 9395 was replaced by something else. According to the schedule, it's a ministry, but we only heard continuous rock music this week. We're still on 5010 at the same time, and on 9395 one hour later at 0230. January 2nd, Unique Radio Australia says, The station is currently off the air due to circumstances beyond the owner's control. But streaming will also be on outside the usual schedule. That may still include World of Radio, Wednesdays between 12 and 13. UniqueRadio.biz Terry Kruger in Florida reports an excellent syndicated show, Cruising the Decades, on WBCQ at 0114 UT, December 31st, on 7489.93. The affiliates page at cruisingthedecades.com indicates they're mostly on LPFM and NPR affiliate stations. It's music from the 1920s forward with lots of historical background. Every GMT Sunday on WBCQ at 01 to 02. The WWCR number one transmitter is still in very bad shape. If you try to listen in the daytime on 15685 or at night on 3215. Also, the in-between frequency, 6115, it was 30 to 40 over 9, January 2nd at 2322, but modulation just as suppressed and distorted as the other frequencies. Looking at their schedule, this affects one broadcast each of Frequencia Alia and VORW, otherwise disposable gospel hucksters. Lou Johnson also remarks on January 3rd, 6115 audio is in the toilet. I hope they don't charge people for that. Something's nauseous at Nashville, and they haven't noticed. George McClintock updates us as of December 31st about WTWW. They've been running 60 kilowatts between 23 and 05 UT, their nominal schedule, although I sometimes find them missing. He says there was a frozen tuning cap on the number one other transmitter. The former Continental engineer ran out of time and needs to come back for another day this year when the number one transmitter could run 90 kilowatts. He also plans to work on a Harris transmitter. A KTWR Guam engineer is currently visiting Nashville, two blocks from George, to look after someone. KVOH let the Harris they got melt down and disposed of as crap. Well, I mean scrap. WTWW has two transmitters from KNLS. Mike could put one of them for sale on eBay. Sale of the property is stalled but still available. The antenna for the number three transmitter is actually on adjacent property. The feed line for it is okay, but feed lines for the number one and number two are sagging and need to be pulled up out of reach for safety. He says they have a potential client for 9475, but so far can't get it to run more than 10 kilowatts. One more remark from me about New Year's Eve. Long ago, that, as well as Christmas Eve, were prime times for special broadcasts from tropical stations. It would be on the air later than usual or even all night or temporary reactivations for the holidays, but not anymore. January 1st at 02.34, I band-scanned the entire 120, 90, and 60-meter bands without encountering anything unusual, indeed hardly anything at all, as what few stations remain are more likely to take time off than on, like 4885 Brazil. Fast ringleaders John Filiozzi and Richard Cuff say the winter SWL Fest is moving dates. We've decided to shift the dates of the 2024 fest 
to the weekend of May 10th and 11th. Stay tuned for further info. We're examining the possibility of once again holding an in-person event in cooperation with the current online Zoom event. Better ease of travel and potential for fewer health concerns in spring as opposed to winter were partial considerations for this decision to move the dates. It'll probably still be in the Philadelphia area and will be known as the, uh, um, quote, winter, unquote, SWL Fest. Even though it's not in winter, it covers far more than shortwave. We can't come up with a better identifying moniker after more than two sesquidecades. The propagation outlook from SWPC. ANKNC is no higher than 10 and 3, January 8th and 9th. Solar flux rising from 140 January 3rd to a peak of 165 on January 16th and down to 130 by January 27th. Many thanks to all our contributors and stations. Glenn Hauser concluding World of Radio 2224 with a standard disclaimer.